What's happening, everyone? Welcome back to The Closing Table. This is Ryan Adams. This podcast is 100% dedicated to providing entrepreneurs, leaders, and salespeople the tools and resources that are easy to implement that will help improve your business and your life. We're located in Houston, Texas, and we're dedicated to help deliver that value to you each and every episode. What are we doing? We're talking about investing. What? With, what? with the biggest real estate investor. That's right. In Houston, the real estate investor agent, which is what he told somebody. He told, he told uh, my civil engineer, I'm the biggest. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Wait, are we? Is this on? This is on. Yeah, we're good. You did. He was on with Christine. Yeah. And uh, he was frustrated because he bought a lot that was in the, was it the floodway. Is in the floodway, and the guy's like, "We can't build on this lot." <laughs> and Steve was like, "And he told Steve, you should have done your due diligence." And Steve was like, "Does he know who I am?" No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not the. I'm not. I'm not the mayor. Okay, okay. Um, not mayor. Um, no, it was annoying. I mean, I, I, I own lots of properties. I sell lots of investment properties, and you're gonna be like, "Well, you need to do your due diligence." Give me a break. This is the first time in 20 years I've been told you can't build on this lot. I said, "No, there's, there's no, no, you can't anything." Okay, there might be some extra loopholes. There might be some, uh, some thing, some hurdles you have to jump. Okay, cool. Well, it's gonna be fifty thousand. You just gonna throw a number out there real quick. <laughs> All right, I, but then I was I was good, and we we paused the call, and I'm gonna reconvene with the guy that actually runs the show. I'm not you can't get on the phone with somebody to push you around anyway. Okay. I just well, and that's not the, that's not the only one because someone called me and goes, "Hey, you need to buy this property in Galveston mm-hmm. that you renovated." Yes, and I bought it, and I didn't do my due diligence, and yeah. here I am fighting this lady for a year. Because they built the property over the line. Steve's like, oh, I don't even need a survey. I've been there for <laughs> Are six years. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Did you tell ne- him not to get a ne- survey? Never. I've never. <laughs> okay, first of all, I wasn't even part of this transaction. Well, ever. I tell you, we had so much I, drainage issues I, that I, yeah. I, I was, I was not even nice part of the transaction. Mr. I want to do an Airbnb Yeah. every day, just like you, Mr. I want to flip. You know how you were. So here's one. It's got two. You, I mean, if you do it, I turned it over. I Did had nothing to do with the whole transaction. You found the property? Through a wholesaler. Okay. I said, I'm not interested in it. Ryan's like, tell me about it. Tell me. You already know how you tell me about it. Yeah. There's two places I could do it. And I would never in my whole entire life but say, don't, you say, don't do a survey. You, you know I do. But the problem was. Have you bought, the, have you bought without a survey? Uh, no, no, I've bought sight unseen like a hundred times. Sight unseen is fine, survey yeah. some. Yeah. And remember, you went to the title company and he had files stacked above his head like he was a meme. <laughs> survey is probably somewhere in his stack from from eight from years ago. Uh, but no, right? You they're they're leased though, right? You got them, leased. they're leased. I mean, it's actually, yes, I think I'm yeah. gonna sell it right now. Everything Good. worked out, and because I don't want to deal with I, it, I mean, it's interesting is that Galveston, yeah, if you have a nice, clean property. And not the opposite of what I have. Right. It's probably good. I mean, it, it does good. Like the rent's good. Yeah. Um, uh, I refied it. It was fine, but it's just. I think it's just strategy. Yeah. Right. Do you want to hold and rent or do you want to like Airbnb short term rentals? But the Airbnb thing was, so I bought it as an Airbnb. Yeah. I probably could have pulled it off, but it would have been like, okay, you got to get someone to manage it. Yeah. Cause I'm not going to. 
deal with that every single day of your life. You have to talk to someone. And then by the time you know, someone did, who was I talking about this yesterday? It was like, by the time you get done with it, it's just like, I was like, so it was the property. My note on it is like 250 or something like that. Okay. I'm getting 3,500 a month. You got, but with my note, they make you carry flood insurance. Because, right. So that's really expensive in Galveston. Sure. But yeah, anyway, I'm just going to sell it because I don't want to do it again. I don't, it's also so far down there. It's yeah, like, it's far. That's tough. Especially if it's not new. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's lots of, you still have a lot of repairs. No, it's, it's, that's been fine. I mean, I wonder who did the contracting on that. That's right. <laughs> did you, did you learn anything though? Yeah. That's the, that's the thing I did. Like, I'm telling you, you're going to have to talk in the mic. Did you learn anything? See, that sounds much better. Yeah. And that's, uh, well, that was, I mean, when you did your first flip, you were like, I'm doing this. And, and if I don't make anything, I'm fine. I just get my money back and I want to learn something. I learned a ton and I did not make money, but uh, it jump started a whole bunch of other things afterwards. I mean, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, Steve didn't know what he was doing either. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He, you, he, you, he told me, don't do it. Honestly. Yes. Yeah. He told me don't do it, but I needed, I needed something uh, to just get my feet wet and to understand how the process works and to go through permitting and deal with subcontractors. And I've never done any of that. And, um, I mean, I made tons of mistakes. I spent more money than I needed to. I tore out all the old wood, um, siding inside the walls. I mean, and the guy, I mean, it's still funny. These, these, <laughs> the inspector comes in, he's like, why didn't you just cut out what you needed? And I was like, because Steve told me to. Well, no, because I <laughs> did not think through that. I, it's just just things like that. I needed to go through that. And it was a, it, it revealed a lot. And it taught me a ton. And I, again, I ended up losing money. And then we had problems with the seller I sold it to afterwards. But since then, I mean, I've kind of got it all dialed in. And I, I transitioned from buying single families and renting to building everything I do. And I mean, I couldn't turn back. The, it's just so much easier the houses last way longer i don't have to repair everything every other month and you know now i'm building for other people so. all right well hang on before you before you take steve you get you're not but you have to really work on this because you not talk okay did did you did you lose money or did you make like two grand no so i made two grand on the closing but but afterwards yeah. because oh, yeah, yeah. your flooring contractor hassan my oh, wife, not say, we're, not we're, we're, we're going to bleep that out. Did not waterproof the flooring before you put down the wood floors. Lord, help me. Okay. It rotted out all the subfloor and I owned it oh and gosh. paid to repair it. Wait, wait, wait. So say that again. Are so. Because I have a client that had this exact same thing happen with might be a similar contractor you're talking about. Two, two years later. Okay. The owner of this, of Schroeder that I sold calls me up, blowing me up. I finally pick it up. He's like, listen, he's like, my entire subfloor is rotted out. Oh, subfloor. Yeah. Because like beams, you know, plywood on top because the person who installed the wood flooring didn't put a vapor barrier down. And I argued with him. I got him. I mean, like he spent, you know, way more than I ended up giving him, but I had to come out of pocket to make it whole for him. He was threatening lawsuits or whatever. And I just don't want that trouble. And honestly, he got a bad product in the end of the day. So I kind of just own my end. But yeah, so I ended up losing money. All right, so that's that's why we work together, though. We always do the right thing. Yeah, I have to. So let's uh, let's tell everybody history. This is Rami Fote. Do I say that right all the time? Fote, yeah. 
It's good. I say, I kind of like emphasize the O. Man, I've heard, I've heard every Fete. variation he's, of my he's name. A, he's so. European. He's Italian. Fete. <laughs> Fete. Fete. But Rami, uh, I was actually, I met Rami because uh, when I started real estate, I had just joined Steve's team. Yeah. And all Steve would give me for lead generation was leases back in the day. <laughs> and That's his MO. And then the next one was, hey, go, go into the third ward and help this guy buy some properties and Dude, I mean, by hand far me, I don't know. Would Rami be the same for you? Has bought the most properties? Mm, maybe. There's there's one there's one other. Yeah, yeah. but uh, you. St- I mean, when did you start in investing in real estate? So I'm gonna tell a little different was story. It, was it like 16? Oh, you've been around for a while. Yeah, I With think it's it like 16. Is it 16 or 17? Yeah, so, because, no, because I came. I came. I, was, I joined your team in, when I got in real estate, and that was. End of sixteen, and I mm. so, so he had just really just started. Probably. Yeah, because just, remember I called you because Steve sold my first house for me, right? Yeah. And what did we buy? We did Gladstone. Was that the first? No, no that Ferdinand. 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 Ferdinand was the first one. Yes, because uh, and then a bunch, a bunch yeah. right after. Yeah. So Steve sold my house for me. I, I remember it like 2013 maybe, and I was like, I think it was 11. Yeah. And I was like, I want to buy investment properties, and you're like, okay, yeah. And he was just so nonchalant about it. He's like, yeah, yeah, just call me, we'll find some, and I. At the time, I was a rookie, didn't know what I was doing, and I just didn't call him. And then, like three or four years later, I picked up the phone and called him, and he's like, all right, I got a house. And I was like, okay, let's go. And he's like, you don't even need to look at it. And I was like, no, no, I need to look at it. Brand new investor. Brand- don't even look at it. Just trust me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I show up to Ferdinand and bought it two weeks later. Um, that was the first one. And then I think we did, like, I just, I just – Fell in love with it. it was, we kept going. It was like twenty after that. Yeah. Yes. So it's 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 just funny how you progress. So I went and walked that one. I was like, I need to see it. What does this mean? I asked Steve a ton of questions, and then I think by the third one, he would call me, and be like, I got this house. I'd be like, Okay, fine. I right. <laughs> don't look, don't drive by. I mean, I have houses today. I have yet to see. Never seen them. All right. So when you a- every docu sign he ever gets, <laughs> he's never read. I've never. Read. Yes. No. So thank the, you for your trust. Bro. And this isn't necessarily a. Uh, advice here on how you should yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, do, don't do that don't do that but so when you started mm-hmm. you, what i mean obviously steve knew what he was doing whatever but uh what was your mindset of like what why were you doing it and then what gave you the confidence to go i'm going to keep going and going and going and going yeah so it's 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 certainly um it takes time to make that first leap to say i'm going to buy this never doing it before not really understanding how it works not knowing what the return's gonna be, am I gonna be okay, am I gonna lose this property? But I think for ev- just for anybody who's interested in investing in real estate, you have to take the first jump. You have to just say, whatever happens, it's like gambling a little bit. I mean, if you go to the casino and you put money down, you have to be willing to lose that money. And I think at that point I was like, it's not too expensive, I can manage this if I do lose it, we can sell it if I, it doesn't work out. So I made that first jump and said, okay, and I saw kind of how um, how profitable it could be uh, if you, you scale. Do you remember the numbers? Yeah, I know what I paid for the first one, $52,000. And you rented it for? Uh, $950,000. Gosh, which, what is that? <laughs> it's like 2%. <laughs> yeah, 2% over, which you, yeah. it's hard to do now. I mean, It's impossible to do, yeah. probably, yeah. yeah I mean, Although Michael said it wasn't yesterday. He goes, I do it every day. Oh, Michael. Yeah, he did say that. He said yesterday. It's oh, a, oh yeah, yeah. It's impossible for you too because you you underprice your leases, purposeful, to just get them rented out. 
quickly. Steve also doesn't raise the price. Whenever whenever Steve blows, does his eyes like this, it's like he's frustrated that I'm calling him out. <laughs> I I am I'm strategic in everything I do. Now, Ryan, I I there's a lot of things that I could learn from you. I don't underprice my leases or my houses. I price them competitively so I get the most attention, and then I have a better selection that I can choose from rather than just taking the one or two people that you have to settle I mean, on. I mean, granted, that's very true. We, Multiple we, times I was just like, let's just give it a go with this tenant and hopefully it works out. And I think in you know, eight years, I probably evicted two people. We've done great. Yeah. And we've got, we do a lot of leases. Yeah, yeah. I so, mean, multiple a month sometimes. Yeah, so I mean, I think I'm a little bit more of a gambler than Steve is because I, I want the man, I mean, listen, you got a short timeline here. You want to make the most you can out of it. I care about cash flow. I want to get the most cash flow I can. So I'm trying to lease as high as possible. Every day you're vacant. Every day you're vacant. You're losing. So it's a it's a it's a dance. It is a, it's a catch, dance. It's a dance. Well, crazy and crazy enough is that Ferdinand closes well, yeah. today or tomorrow yeah. or Monday. But um, you so, bought it for fifty two and you're selling it for net what? 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 I don't know. It's about 100. I mean, we, yeah, yeah, it's over. I think it's like 110. So you double your money on appreciation. Yeah. And then cash flow wise, uh, how many? Wait, that was 2017. I mean, We're now five years later, five times. One year would have been, uh, how much cash flow are you making on that? Uh, 450 bucks a month. Yeah. So call it uh, six, it's called 5K a year. Yeah. So an extra 25K plus the 50, you made 75K in, in five years. And a pretty hands off thing. Right. And, and was were you uh, floating that in cash or were you? No, I used a loan. Right. Much, and you put what, 25% down? Or? 20% down. Sure. Um, a lot of my houses I bought cash and then financed later, but um, it just makes it easier. You can close quicker. Uh, but at the beginning, I was doing all straight, everything was loans. So I just used a commercial loan, um, five, you know, like a five, 20 year AM on a five year balloon or a seven year balloon. But, um, and I was able to refinance them. But now I'm, doing a little bit different stuff so i'm trying to get rid of some of the older properties so you did everything you bought with me was cash though so you had a commercial line yeah but you i draw from. no i i did have a commercial line of some but you can still go get That's commercial easy. debt on a yeah. easy yeah yeah I, I just didn't i wasn't part of that deal everything i did with you was cash and then whatever you did on the backside, i wasn't aware of yeah so i would just you know there's a bank that i had a relationship with i would go talk to them they kind of understood what i was doing they liked the deals and they would give me, like I said, they would do it 20 year am um, and I it on a five year note and I would pay it like a 20 year am. And then when it ballooned, I'd refi it out. But for people out there who like, cause, and I'm going to come back to you cause when I asked you a year, a year ago and I said, what if you had a hundred grand and what would you do with it <laughs> if you're a first time investor? Cause to me, this is a perfect point because, and it, you can't get 52,000 today, but, right. but if you, you know, like, let's just say you didn't have, any uh what's 50 what's what's 25 percent of 52 that would have been like 12 five 13, yeah, 13 so if you had thirteen thousand dollars yeah the route you could have gone if you not i mean you had it yeah even way more than that but what is it, you could have got like a uh hard money lender sure. to buy it in cash mm -hmm. hold it uh get it leased out then go refi it on a commercial loan and you just have to pull out the 20 percent pay off the hard money and yeah the only the only I mean, it's a great route to go. It's not going to take you a long time to do. The only problem is two closings, right? That's mm -hmm. the thing. You got to pay closing fees twice. And um, and if you're doing hard money, yeah. that's expensive. Well, it's expensive if you let it go right. for a long time, right? So but if you know you can lease it out. If you can lease it out you or if you're not quick. doing a, a big remodel, right? I think it's a great route to go. There's plenty of guys that do it. Well, and that's what hurt me. Yeah. I, I did a hard money and 
I thought it was going to be three, four months, and mm-hmm. it was like, you know, yeah. it ended up being a year. And then by the time I got it leased out and all that other stuff. But yeah, the, hold, the holding costs will. Yeah. I mean, they, pay, they push a, a property that was a really good deal into something that's, you know, maybe doesn't work so out. So right? you did that for like three, four years, and then you transitioned your investment strategy. And what did that become? Yeah. So I did that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you paid for, for, that, th- you, for th- my kids got, my kids got, you know, we we are benefiting from that. Yeah. Thank you. Well, well, listen, I mean, you're supporting the Adams family and the I, Kenny family. I tell you what, these guys are the best at what they do. I I wouldn't go with anyone else. So uh, it's comforting to call you guys. You answer whenever I need you. You answer my questions honestly and directly, and uh, you don't fluff my pillow, right? So Steve answers your question directly. He does. I mean, honestly, he he's sometimes too direct, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to be so mean. <laughs> but um, so I, here's what happened. So we Steve's got this house on Gladstone Street. Uh, it's a house, and I don't want to say this, but it's got a church next to it. It's a lot with a church on it, an old abandoned church. Just put that out there. Uh, fa- falling down. Falling down, yes. Down. Like, it was unsalvageable. And was, uh, and the lot was right beside the church. Yeah, so you so bought the house. Back in the day, churches used to do something. Did they do anything on this lot, by chance? What, you know what I'm talking about? No. 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 You know what I'm talking no, about? No. Cemetery? No, no cemetery. Okay. No, 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 no cemetery. Because, by the way, I had a client who... I sold some land for mm-hmm. him and he had a corner of like, it was one seventieth of the lot. Okay. What had a cemetery on it. Ooh. And, but like, did he pay to get it? Like it was like a hundred years old and you basically have to call the state yeah. and call a, um, I don't know what you call the person who does it. It comes in like, and they basically remove it. Yeah. And like back then, they didn't have like, you know, Cas- big bu- caskets okay. and stuff like that. And then they remove it, and then it's like, but that it's not. It's actually not that expensive. But it's it, I, I had no idea what to do. I was like, because you can't build on that, right? Uh, but that's that's what the, you had to get permission huh. from the state and all this other stuff. It's possible, but anyway, that's yeah. what I was curious when you said right beside the state, <laughs> no, right beside the church, no cemetery. So Steve couldn't sell his house because the house wasn't finished, but people were living in it. Um, and it came with a lot next door with the church on it. And I bought that. And I remember looking at Steve and said, I'm going to build a duplex on this lot. And I think that was 2018 when we bought that one roughly. Um, and then I was still kind of purchasing and acquiring, uh, single family homes. And then finally I circled around back to this lot and, uh, I, you know, the church got torn down and taken away and I found a contractor um that i you know kind of sourced by driving around uh because i didn't know and um worked out a deal with him to build my first duplex wait hey, have you done um schroger at this point <sighs> yes which, which that was this flip by the way that was a flip yeah i did a flip but you but that was a big flip like the, you you were and everything. you were basically the you were the gc on that though, right? i did the, i did the yeah. gc on that um it was about time right the ability to do it i did the gc on that i added a bathroom i did the foundation, I did the roof. I mean, everything you could do to a home, I did. Um, and like I said, it was a great experience. I'd never done it before. I did end up losing, like I said, a little bit of money, but um, it kind of jump started me, invigorated me to want to do more. And that's when I circled directly back to um, doing that duplex on that lot. Um, I found a contractor, made a deal, and it was like the <laughs> nightmare, right? I don't know how many people have dealt with contractors, but. You know, we had this agreement and I was really good about reading it and making sure that I understood the terms and what the payment terms were. And this guy couldn't make anything work. And it was always, I need more money and I need it faster. 
I need it quicker and this is not fair and I can't and the timelines extended and it was just a nightmare. Eventually though, we got it done and we leased it and it's honestly the best return on an investment I've done other than uh fortune which right. uh was I mean you can't find deals like that. Right. But uh other than that it was the it's been the best return most long standing lack of repair tenants consistent property I've ever had. And we're, f I think, four years into that duplex. And like I said, it's all, never been unleased for one month. Uh, I've been able to raise the rent every year. Uh, people pay on time. And like I said, I have a note on it now. And it's like, <laughs> the cash flow is incredible. It's, I wouldn't, I, I can't, I mean, thank you, Steve, for convincing me to buy that house, honestly, because nobody would buy it. And I walked by and I was like, fine, dude, I'll buy it. And it's been, it, it was literally like that. I, I had, I had peddled it to many people and they're like, no, F you, I'm not buying that. And you were like, fine, fine, I'll buy it. <laughs> you know, the thing is, is thank like, you for your trust. I didn't tell you what the cost was. 68,000, 62,000, 62,000 for, for the house and, and lot a lot in Gladstone side of Sunnyside, which and is like the nicest part. But but back in the day, there was like gang fights oh. in, there's <sighs> gang fights in front. And I will fluff your pillow anytime, by the way. <laughs> Remember they stole your fridge out of the house yeah. and took it across the street, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. couldn't get it in the house across the street. So, so they that. left it in the yard I, I, it, and we just gave it to them because we didn't, we didn't want to get inducted <laughs> into the gang. Anybody who knows me knows that I stand up for myself, but in this scenario, I was like, just uh, let enjoy your, yeah, enjoy it, your, it, enjoy nice your fridge, fellas. Thank you. So you, yeah. um, so that, mm -hmm. what? I was just, I was just laughing. I remember, I remember the one of the first times I went over there. There was actually a, a, a gang initiation fight in the front yard. I watched these people beating each other up, and I, as I hold my pepper spray, like I just have to go inside to measure something. Don't you really saw it? I saw them beating each other up. It was an initiation. It was in good fun with people being decimated. Yeah, I mean, there's. A I lot think that, that house was torn down, right? The house was torn, torn down. down. Yeah. That, so, those lots are empty. They'd be great lots, but you know, can't find out who owns them. There, there's a lot that happened on that street specifically. Yeah, that, was, that, was yeah. tough, um, that was a tough era. But you know, the, that's where the value was at the time, yeah. right? Now the value has increased incredibly. Like you're not making the same deals. There's no sixty thousand dollar houses and lots next to each other. But at the time, it was like I mean, because the minimum lot lot price now in Sunnyside is what seventy five. Seventy five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and but what was that house? Oh my gosh, it wasn't Southmore. It was right. It was Crestmont. Yes, and yeah. I went over. You, we had sold it. I sold it. Yeah. I sold it like a while ago. Yeah, but I've sold it for you. You don't I know, remember? I know. No, I know. You. Well, but I went. You sold it to me, and then sold it for me. Yes, but yeah. I'm saying I remember going over there after we had we hadn't sold it yet. We were under contract, and and I go over there, and the neighbors like, man, last week someone came to and just did a. Uh, a drive-by shooting right here. You better tell your landlord. I was like, I mean, no, dude. You know, I'm like, wasn't that guy? I'm like, and I'm like, you know, uh, the middle-aged white guy <laughs> driving the King Ranch truck. I'm like, I, I was like, lock. I'm out. Yeah, you gotta go. And then the guy, the guy who bought it was like, um, can you, uh, can you bring the t keys to title? I was mm -hmm. like, you can have the combo. <laughs> the keys are in it. Yeah, I'm not. Don't go back. I went I'm not to transferring two times. That was the first house I bought that I actually like did some renovations yeah. right when I bought it. And I used that, I think his name was Scott. Was there? Oh, a, yes. yes. I remember Scott. Yeah. Where are you, Scott, <laughs> these days? Where did Scott go? 
Scott, Scott ended up walking away with a couple thousand dollars of mine. This is man, this is like six years ago. Yeah, it's been a while. He was an interim guy. Yes. Well, he and moved, he he, he, he took a couple of G's of mine and, and disappeared. I have no idea. He's, so I he's roll, dead to me. He's working on this house. I roll hopefully, up. Hopefully he's still alive. <laughs> but handyman wise, he's dead. Not many people are dead to you though. But no, that guy, Steve, he's got he's Steve got a forgiveful yes. heart. Yes. Uh, so I <laughs> I go over there just to check to see what they're doing, and they're all in the backyard, and I'm like. Why are you, what what's going on? He's like, there was just a shooting like, yes. right here. Oh, dude, that was the one with the RV in the back <laughs> yeah. that they had a second, uh, the fifth bedroom, yeah, casita. <laughs> here it is. <laughs> do you remember that <laughs> RV, dude? Yeah, I tore it down. Yeah, yes. I do yeah, we're like, how yeah, much like the cost of tearing down that came into it? <laughs> we're like, and I, I remember, <laughs> I actually put on the endless remarks, bonus casita. <laughs> Okay, gosh. All right. So anyway, yeah. so, th th this is not the intro to investing <laughs> yeah. that you should, the route you should go, but I, you learned a lot of lessons. I will tell you, I mean, I think that anybody who wants to invest for the long term, it's these things that kind of right. give you a thicker skin and allows you to kind of weed through the bumps and uh, the bruises and, and continue on. Because I think if you can get through, you know, the first few years of it, you really get a good sense of what works for you and where your lane is and um, but other opportunities open and you might fork like I forked when I said, I'm going to start building these duplexes instead of buying single family homes. I, I tried to fork when I did this flip and I realized that Steve told me don't flip in Houston. It doesn't work. And then I tried it anyways. And you're right. It wasn't. Which, okay. Hang on to that point. Yeah. I do think flipping works in Houston. I've had multiple opportunities to do it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, one, I'm still <laughs> the, the 40,000. Do you know about that one? The $40,000 one? No. Oh, I went under contract. Oh, yeah, because yep. I was going to do the remodel for you. Yes, right. Yes. And then uh, a wholesaler came under. I was already under contract. Do you still to, have the lien on it? To close. Yes, still have the lien on it. So I don't know. So uh, we'll never be able to sell it. Yeah, we're, we're figure, trying to figure that out. I'm basically just trying to recoup what I w some of what I should have made. But right. um, but like there are, it is possible. It's just really, really hard. That's that was like yes, that, right. that, you, you can't find an MLS. That, that, like, that, that deal is insane yeah though, right but you can but you can't find flips on mls we agree with that right steve yes all right so um and here's a quick question i don't know if you know this okay because i think this would be a really cool number to, to know and, okay. and maybe you took a guess okay from the minute you started in investing mm -hmm. to where you are now and you're not even done you're like oh. you know you're you're just getting started this is a lifelong thing for me i mean i i have a job i work regularly but like this is my passion i mean i i moonlight real estate Right. Okay, so you mean like like nine hundred other things? Well, too. it's true, but I mean like, but I there's two people I don't ever not answer, and you know, <laughs> you, it's the guys I do my construction with and you two, right? Like that. Cheers. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Right. So it doesn't but, matter when I've left. Like very important meetings, walked out and answered the phone for you. And guys, Steve, so. I actually think the best advice that you've ever given on investing, besides um, here, what if you're a young investor and you've got hundred grand, what would you do? <laughs> Is it would be Golly. to me it's really it's just like get in the game somehow because if you get in the game then you're going to learn and even if you don't make any money it's going to help push you forward to continue to do better but here's my question this is a big number can we circle back to that i want to yes I, i'm, okay. I'm going to come back to it trust right. me okay so uh from the time you started which was that 2016 or 17 yeah i think 16 okay till 2023 mm -hmm. and we're so with yeah seven years yeah not include okay, and it's hard to count this because if you ha it, obviously it's a whole lot easier to make money when you've got money, right? But how much money have you made 
in real estate. Yeah, and if you liquidated it at all today. Yeah. Should I say that? Sorry? Yes, it's okay. fine. I mean, because okay. it, it's okay. It's okay <laughs> to say it. I, I probably, if I liquidated it all, I think it's ten million bucks. Wow. Um, made cash. I've been taken every dollar I've made and put it back into real estate. So, like, I don't yeah. think I've realized a bunch of money um, to put in my pocket. Right. But, um, I mean, if I'm being frank, every dollar I make is just how do I put back into some form of some investment. Right. Uh, I'm not looking to buy a bunch of stuff for myself. So, uh, I, it, I just circle it back every time. I've sold some properties. I've very rarely have I sold properties, but more recently I've started to just because I think it's, it just dilutes kind of what my ultimate goal is. And it, it's not really helping me. It's kind of frustrating to manage all these properties and I self-manage everyone. Right. Um, so again, I don't think I've put a ton of money in my pocket, but that's because I take it all and put it back in. But that's it. the thing. I mean, like, cause a lot of people are like, I mean, you're dude in your own job. Yeah. You're like selling your company. And yeah. I, mean, I mean, you're like working 80 hours on that job. And that's the like, people are just like, there's no way I can make that my money. And you're like doing this on the side. Right. And you said 10 million. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think I, it's absolutely, I mean, I have what I've bought from you guys and then I have some stuff with my family right. and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's a lot going on. It's, yeah, I bet if I sold it all, it's, it's 10 million bucks. But the other question is like, so let's just say if you had to take a guess, and you just, you'd have to do an Excel spreadsheet to figure it out. But if you didn't have a ton of cash out there yeah. and you still put the work you did into mm -hmm. into it, how much would you think you would have made? Oh, I think you could turn it 100%. Like, I think I was not aggressive enough. Like, I feel like I missed opportunities. I turned down opportunities. I was a little bit, I mean, when I started buying lots even, I, I, how short-sighted was I? Steve, again, credit to Steve. Steve came to me and said, just buy everyone. He's like, don't look, just buy them all. And I was like, no, 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 no. I bought this lot for 30,000. I'm not paying 34. Mm -hmm. And then now we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, $75,000 the min value you can find in a good area. Right. So I think um, if I didn't have my other job and I was able to focus on real estate full time, which I'm not, I mean, I'll go in spurts. I'll go, I'm hyper-focused on it. I'm going to find opportunities and I'm going to work at them. And then I'll go for a period of time where like, I'm kind of settled with what I have. Maybe I should take a little break. I mean, especially with the construction, it's, it's tough. Um, but what I'm saying is like, if if someone's out there and they don't have the cash and the capital and the, maybe the access to capital like you did, yeah. if, if they did the same route you went, mm -hmm. what do you think they oh, would have made? Easily. Three, four million bucks? Okay. Easily. Easily. Because, I mean, listen, the appreciation that we've had in the last five, six years has been immense. Uh, debt was cheap, right? So you could get debt pretty easily, especially if you start buying properties and you have equity in them and you can cash out, refi them, or use them as leverage for other loans. I mean, absolutely, you could have done lots of deals. And then, Steve, and you guys are pretty creative, too, in finding where you can go and who you can look into. And, I mean, the connections I've made into people that will provide dollars for you or... Um, avenues for you to invest bigger i mean you, i mean i don't know about if this stuff is true but you watch instagram and these guys with 700 doors or whatever they say they right. have i mean they did it somehow there's syndication avenues where you kind of pull a group of people together yeah. okay and you pull people together and and buy that way so absolutely i think it's, it's super possible you could have accumulated three four million dollars in, in real estate it doesn't take that much to do i mean so what do you think for what do you think were the um because I also think it's a mindset, skill set, obviously taking action like you did. 
But for someone like, I mean, because, dude, there's a lot of people who listen to this and go, oh, my gosh, I don't have a ton of cash. But you're right. telling me I didn't have to have a ton of cash and I would have made three, four million. Yeah. What do you think were the attributes for yourself that well, allowed you to be able to, that, let's just say you didn't have the capital access okay. you did to be yeah. able to go make three, four million. Okay. So in, in, in six years. Rule number one, you have to be able to sacrifice the money you do have. Right. And say, you know what, this is going to work more for me in this avenue than having it in a bank account or whatever. So that was number one. Number two, you got to take the risk. You got to go. I mean, I've I've talked to lots of investors, friends of mine who want to get into investing. And the first thing I tell you is, look, I know it's a lot of unknowns. You don't know the result, but you have if you want to do this, you have to just jump at some point. So number two, you got to be willing to jump and take an opportunity and say, you know what, what happens happens. And then you need to be kind of relentless in your pursuit. And, you know, when Steve calls you with an opportunity and you don't have time to go drive that lot or drive that house, you got to take his word for it and just be like, okay, I'm in on this one. I can do this one. But you have to make sure your deals are appropriate too. There's a lot in that, making sure you're getting cash flow back. I won't do, I mean, I talked about this before with you. I won't do a single deal that does not provide some cash back to me because for somebody who doesn't have access to capital or a lot of cash, you have to recoup somehow. If you're going to do the next one, right, you need some form of cash to come back to you. Otherwise, it's going to take you 10 years and then you've missed your mark and then the market's done this and you can't get into the next deal. Right. So um, I think I think those things, things are important. Take a risk, jump in, be relentless in your pursuit, trust your advisors. I mean, find people that you really, really rely on. I mean, you guys have, I mean, you steered me through the first five years of it. I think now I'm steering Steve a little bit, but uh. <laughs> so Steve, what do you think? Answer that. Answer that question. And what do you think it takes to mindset wise, like to do that? Well, I, I was going to tell Rami, you, you either have to get cash back, or you have to have a strategy for that cash and a timeline. So, with that one that he built with the with the church, we didn't quite know the strategy when we bought it. We just knew there was an opportunity there, and we figured it out later. But secondarily, you don't just get your agent that just got their license 10 minutes ago to take your investment advice on. They also need to have the skin in the game. Ryan and I both own multiple properties. Um, we've been there. This is what we do with our money. And so, so to qualify that, well, no, to, to like qualify I said, that, yeah. I definitely yeah. had, I had the, you know, a guy, yeah. right? And who, who helped me navigate the, the beginning of my career, you know, my pursuit of real estate. You certainly, you know, said, no, nah, that'd stay away from this. Let's do this. Absolutely. I think that was valuable. I mean, you know, I'm not calling some random agent and asking what, which way I should go. I know Steve's history. We talked about it multiple times. I know he what he did in the Heights back in the day. And he was like, this is the next place. And, you know, I didn't know him that well, but I took his word for it. And I, again, that willingness to just jump in and give it a shot. Like I, if anybody knows me, I do gamble quite a bit. But uh. so, and I would say this: uh, I mean, between the three of us, Steve's probably the less risky. Oh, would yes. you say that? Oh, 100 percent. Yes, I mean, you and I are probably more risky. Oh, yes, I'm, he's the less risky. Yes, but I mean, he's done well. But he, but but I'm gonna say this right now: all three of us. Mm -hmm. I think here's a common factor: is that all three of us we all have day jobs. Yep which we put a lot of work into. We're really good at it. Mm -hmm. But no one is relying on their right now living expenses on any of oh, in real estate investment. I think that's a great point. I mean, I think that's that's a great point. Like I could have went and bought five homes, right? And said, you know what? I'm just going to 
live off these five homes and stop my job. But I mean, again, that would have capped my ability to grow. It would have kept me kind of captivated in one market. It would have undiversified my income. Um, so for me, I think you're absolutely right. I, I think that I've always had this job that pays my bills and makes sure my family's okay. And the real estate has always been, you know, again, for the future. And um, that's how I've looked at it. I'm not taking any dollars out of it. I keep just putting it back in um, and seeing how far I can go. Well, and the, the great part is like, if you got, I don't know where you're, you guys are at, but whenever you get to the point where all these properties are cash <laughs> and there's no loan, I mean, you're on the beach and just getting paychecks. From no, I'm going to be like Elon Musk and tell people to go F off if I need to. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right. One other thing that and neither Steve or I have done this before, but you did a lot of apartment stuff too. I did. How did that work out for you in Houston and how was it and all that? So my family, you know, always did real estate as well. Um, and so they never did like single family or duplexes or fourplexes. They always did apartments. And um, I think for a long time in Houston, that was a great place to put your money the you know, you could pay $40,000 a door and uh, you could self-manage it. Like how many doors are you buying when you're, uh, for the, most of these apartments? You I mean, a, like minimum. I mean, the minimum I bought is, or we had was 27 units. Um, we've had up to 95 units um, in one complex. Um, right now we've probably got 400 doors. Um, but again, like I said, it's, uh, it, it was a great game. It's very reasonable. You can make your money. Again, you, you know, people try to get 1% per $1,000 spent or whatever. You could do that in apartments, no problem at $35,000 a door, right? It's very easy to do. Uh, but as people got hot to the Houston market and uh, investors from California and outside start paying cash for these deals and driving these prices up and syndicators come together, like, you know, everybody knows what Lifestyles is. They drive these prices up. Uh, and I think when debt was cheap, people could pay the prices they were paying uh, put put a little money into rehabbing the project, refi them out at a low debt rate, get most investors cash back, and kind of run for it, hoping that the interest rates stay at that level, and then you can continue to refi, right? Um, so they drove the price really through the roof. I mean, honestly, it. I self manage all. This. I know. So family. That's, so, that's what I understand. So, so, that's why I told you to read that book. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I bought it. Buy back your time. I'm, I'm actually reading another book called The Forty Eight Laws of Power, which I I would recommend to both of you too. I, look, I'm telling you this. Uh, I've had two or three people mm -hmm. who I trust wholeheartedly, proven successful. Mm -hmm. They told me whatever book you're reading right now, stop reading the book and start reading Buy Back wow. Your Time. Okay. I bought. I have the book in hand. Yeah. I have the book in hand. You have started? Yeah, I'm in chapter two. What do you think so far? <laughs> I'm listening. All right. Are you listening to it or are you reading it? Listen. Oh, okay. Right. I, and someone did tell me that good advice was like buy the audible mm -hmm. and buy the book and kind of follow it because he does give a lot of like, you got to see it. Not just okay. To it, so. Yeah. I bought, anyway. I bought the actual book. Anyway, so what I'm saying. So um, I self-manage all these, right? So it's a lot of time, a lot of effort. You know, the the collection from these, I mean, and I'm not buying B-class apartments or A-class apartments. They're C-class, maybe C-plus. Uh, so the tenant is a little bit, you know, maybe doesn't have 600 credit score or whatever. And, you know, they're religiously moving from apartment to apartment. Some of them are Section 8, and that the government's paying their uh, rent, which is honestly, it's a great way to collect rent. Uh, but so it's, it's a struggle to collect. It's a struggle to make your bills. Now, property taxes are being pushed through the roof in Texas. And uh, I don't know, everybody's watched Yellowstone. The whole thing is people are buying land around and developing and it's pushing this guy's property tax to the roof and he can't afford it, right? Well, this is honestly same the thing. same thing, right? right? So uh, people are buying 
real estate, you know, apartments at prices that are, are probably a little unrealistic, but the debt was so cheap, so you could do it. And now it's pushed everybody's property tax up and insurance in Texas, especially too, uh, is also through Lord. the roof. Uh, and so these things make it very it's hard. Up, it's up 41%. Yeah. Makes it on very, and, and if you can get somebody to even write you a policy, right? right. So how many, how many um, companies have stopped oh, writing in Texas, the, right? Most yeah. of the big ones have. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's makes it super difficult. Um, I mean, we're, we're getting by. I mean, I can't tell you that we're crushing. I mean, we like them. But we own some of them outright. So, you know, why would you get rid of them? Well, uh, I have a lot of, a lot of, um, I'll say one thing though. What I do have, if I did sell, I can't replace anyways, right? You just can't, you can't find it at price again. You'll never get right. them back. So, so it's like you don't want to let go of the cash cow. In a sense. Right. It's like it, I mean, eventually they'll, the, it'll work out. Right. But I'm sweating through. It, is flipping apartments possible? Like you said, class C, is it flipping and going from class C to class A or class B? Can yeah. you do it where you're at? Cause I, mean, I, cause I have a lot of friends that are doing that. So right. I, I have not done that. Right. I, <laughs> I've always been the guy just buy them and like do as middle as possible right um, as, on the apartments. Um, but I do know a lot of guys buy C-class apartments, um, you know, and invest half a million to a million dollars to kind of bring them up to a B or an A even, uh, kick everybody out, release them. I think at for a period of time, absolutely, you could do that. I think now with the debt being so high, I don't know how you could buy something for $125,000 a door and then put another million dollars into it. Is that the minimum? Right oh, now? I think it's absolutely hundred to one hundred twenty-five thousand bucks. I mean, I was talking to somebody the other day who called me about it. He had fifty units in Buda, uh, yeah. Texas, and oh, I, yeah, yeah, and um, he the guy was like, it's like four point six million dollars for like forty units. And I'm just like, <laughs> I, I don't know how you make it work. I mean, he was going to try to assume part of his loan, but then had to come closing with cash, and I was like, I. I don't know. It's just too difficult. It's, it's a lot of stress. It's a lot of personal time management. I used to go, I mean, I'd have a day job, so I would go to work till five, then drive there and work there two hours and then come home because that's how much work needed to be done. And uh, at this point, I just, I stay away. I'm not, I'm not looking for them. I'm looking for like lots land to do some development. I think the development is a way better avenue. I get some instant equity, instant appreciation, and I can capitalize on that whether I sell it or whether I refinance it. I'm, you know, I'm making out better than I am buying somebody else's work and trying to make it uh, profitable. All right, uh, two big other parts here because uh, I'm going to get one, Steve. I'm going to give you this is a second chance right here. I mean, this is grace given to you, free of charge. On your last, well, let me ask this: When he did his podcast, yes, how many people commented on his? Uh, I, it kind of went a little viral because people were disagreeing with you. So I want you to give give you a chance to uh, explain the question that I had, which if you're, you know, you're in your mid 40s, you're in your 50s, 60s, whatever, and you're investing, it's a whole different strategy. But let's just say you're uh, you're a newbie. You've got, you know. 65, 75, 100,000 in cash, and you're in Houston, and you're like, all right, I want to invest in real estate. I want to diversify my my portfolio. Where do you start? And you gave a good answer, and I will make sure and reshare this so people heard what you said the first time. But what would you say now? And then I want Rami, I want you to tell me what you would do based on that. Okay. Okay, Ryan, so you're saying we have 65,000, 65,000. First of all, you need another mic. Well, this, this, is, this is shady. It's the first time I've had three people here. Man. Okay, so um, 
is not three people. This is three phenomenons. Mm -hmm. uh, 65,000 to get into real uh, estate. Let's say 100K. Uh, I still don't think that... I'd have to ask. I'd, I'd I'd put that question to you. If you got a hundred grand in real estate right now, if I had a hundred grand in real estate, no, no, hundred grand in cash. Uh, that's what I mean. A hundred grand to put into real estate. I mean, honestly, with the way the market is right now, I'd buy a lot and sit on it. Just sit. Well, sit meaning sit a year, because right right now. Nobody's buying the lots. They're depressed. You know, you and I were buying lots at 85, 89. I think I bought Alvin at 89,000. You can get these lots for 75 right now. So all you're going to do is pay $1,000 in, in, in taxes and pay to mow it a couple times. If you wait a year and the market turns around, then you can per, you know, permanent build it. But you also have to have a strategy to get financing, right? So that's, I mean, because $100,000 isn't much money right now. I don't, I don't know what to do. Now you could, you could also, hold on. Can I answer? Oh, no, you get your turn. We, it, you, you could, you could also go buy a, a house and put 25 or 50% down. But once again, if you're buying a starter home at 225 or 250, you, uh, wait, you can answer in a second. I'm just, listen, I'm you just, can, okay. you can, uh, and I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. You, and you can put 25 or 50% down, but if you're buying a 250 house and you're leasing it at 1650, don't work. Okay. Well, it doesn't work. You're right. Let me tell you, let me tell you what I'm doing, which I haven't even told you yet. So, <laughs> you know, I sold airport yeah. and I've got the money that I'm investing with you because Rami and I are building a house right now, spec house, 50-50. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we're about to get started on that. But I had about 70,000 left over. I, I haven't even told you this. I'm buying mineral rights <laughs> on an oil well lease in Midland. It's kind of real estate. It's, it's real estate. I'll give them that. And there's producing wells. It's out so, of the box, for sure. So it's outside of the box, but it's also in real estate. So I didn't believe it. I flew to Dallas to meet with these people in their office because I didn't want to get made off, right? And so I actually went there. And so I'm actually investing in producing oil wells in Midland right now with that little bit of money. I'm putting fifty thousand into to test. I like right? it. So you gave me the same opportunity. I, I didn't take. Well, it. I, no, no, no. I I'm just now. I haven't even sent the money yet. This will be like in the next week or so. So let's see what happens. Hundred thousand. I want. I want to challenge you because right now it's it's challenging. Okay. It's not. You, you're it's not that hard though. Uh, you had the plan. All right, carry on. Okay, ready? Yeah, yeah. Okay, hundred grand. Yeah. Okay, you buy the lot. Okay. 75K. Yeah. Okay. You got 25K plus you have the 75K. So you got $100,000 in equity. <clears throat> so you can go get a $260,000 construction loan. Liquidity. They're not, they're not, they, oh, they've you, cut, they've you cut got, the loans. No, you can get it. All right. Well, you, you can't get it from Stellar Bank, but I can get it from Independent Bank. Uh, okay. So, not just me. And I've referred yeah. three of your best friends yeah. or buddies, Vid and whoever else, to con Independent Bank. And they did construction loans for them, and I'd build a duplex on it all day long. It'd be worth four fifty when it's done. You can cash out, refi it if you want. You could sell it. You'll make a hundred grand if you sell it, hundred fifty grand if you sell it on top of what you put into it, or you can refi it out, get your cash back, and collect rent. R R Ryan and Rami, I'm, I'm looking at the camera right now. Rami is. It looks like Rami's schooling me. Rami is finishing his sixth duplex for me right now, yeah. and I have seven more in permitting. Thanks for telling me what I've already been doing well, with you for you, the last. Why did not? You, but, why did you suggest that? Because it, it's not. It's 
the liquidity it's, is very difficult right now. If you can, if you've got, got a bank, please let Terrence know. Well, please, please, please let me know. That's it. Call vid. Call vid. Call vid. But please let me know okay. these contacts so we can get you in know. touch with them. Rami is right. If you got a hundred grand, let's buy a lot. Let's go get. Let's go build a duplex immediately. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Why right. wouldn't you? All right. So, so that again. So you get seventy five k. Build a. I mean, buy a lot. Yep. And honestly, I think you can get a lot for a little less than seventy five k too. So you'd probably, probably do like sixty. Well, Ashwin. Well, Ashwin's was what six sixty three, and yeah. it's in a flood zone. I'll, I'll qualify. I we buy a lot in a flood zone. It doesn't matter because the county's going to make you build it up. It doesn't affect rent either no. way. So we we bought that one. I think it was sixty three. Call it a day. If you can get financing for a construction loan, call Rami today. Absolutely. All right. So, and then it, once they buy it, you said mm -hmm. it's worth how much you think? So you buy a lot, you build a duplex, it's worth at least 450 Okay. And then you're refining and you're taking out what would be 25% of that. 20%? You, 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 Most you, of 25. You might, you might get a 75% LTV, right? Don't yeah. you think? Maybe 80% LTV. Yeah. So 25%, what's 20%? Uh, 100K. Yeah. So you're getting, your, you're getting 100K back. And yes. you put seventy five in. Yes. And now, what are they renting out for? Uh seventeen hundred bucks a, a unit. So thirty five, and, and then six, uh, sixteen fifty per <laughs> unit. Ryan needs another mic. Uh, so it's about sixteen fifty per unit. But once again, pulling out the liquidity, they're making you leave the liquidity in now, man. They're not getting that much. all right. I'm gonna go with your bank. But it's Ryan, <laughs> take over. But it is get, get a third mic. But but they're but but they're not making you leave. Nobody's making me leave anything yeah. in. All right, so, all right, so you, let's just say you can, uh -huh. you can pull out that hundred. Yep. Now you're twenty five hundred or twenty five k cash higher. Yep. And then how much? Are, how much is that monthly payment to your to your, for your loan? It's probably twenty one hundred bucks, twenty two hundred bucks. You got taxes and insurance. Tax yeah. So you might be twenty four hundred, twenty five hundred bucks total. And then you're renting them out for thirty seven hundred bucks, maybe a little wow. bit higher. So let's say twenty one hundred bucks for your note. Maybe maybe eight hundred dollars for maybe eight hundred cash flow. Yeah, for for uh, taxes and insurance, and so the first year you're going to get it free, right? Because it's lot value. Um, so you're probably cash flowing seven eight hundred bucks a month. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm doing that consistently. So that being said, that's your that was what you would say today in Houston. That's what you would do. One hundred percent. Everybody's doing it. I mean, you watch Instagram. Everybody talks about duplexes in Houston. I don't know why. I think I was a trendsetter though. I think I did it first in Sunnyside. I don't know. <laughs> I think I did the first new one. But you drive through this neighborhood. A lot of people are doing it. They're renting like crazy. How long do they stay on the market, Steve? Oh, uh, a couple weeks. Yeah, max. Put a property on. Week later, two weeks later, you are both rented. And, and 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 then let's just say you didn't want to rent them. You wanted to just sell them. Mm -hmm. There's money, lots of money available for that. I, so. I am building two duplexes for myself right now. Um, and I get agents stopping by. Daily. So there are flips in Houston. <laughs> there are. Well, it's not a flip, but it's a. It's kind of a development. development. That's what we're doing. So, yeah. I, I mean, I told you, I really do think. I like the lot thing, but I think it's building the little mini communities, the, yeah. little, the little mini communities. But no, no one's done that yet. Let's try that. Can we try that? Because, dude, in California, when we were there, that's that's what everyone did, and they were they were freestanding. They had a garage, mm -hmm. uh, and then above the garage, actually, kind of they had a garage, and then that was in the back of the lot, and then they had the living room, kitchen in the front, and then all the bedrooms were upstairs. Mm -hmm. Which you know, who likes bedroom I mean, stairs? That's, that's what Comal is. That's exactly what it is. And, and, and dude, they were in California. It was 
we're buying a lot for a million mm-hmm. and we're going to put six on there for six million. I mean, they were just crushing it. Let's Steve, do it, Steve. What's the next one? Gavin, the Newsom, Gavin Newsom. You said it was the Hides? Sunny side? What's next? All right. So, uh, and then tell us about your company too, real quick. And then yeah. we, we got to wrap it up. So, <laughs> thankful to Steve again. I mean, I owe a lot to this guy. Uh, I was building duplexes for myself. Steve came to me, asked me to build a duplex for him. I was like, yeah, buddy, whatever. Since then, uh, I've kind of turned this into a construction company. It's called Capital Loop Construction. Uh, we do every facet of construction. So remodeling, um, additions, roofing, and also brand new construction ground up. I've done a lot for Steve. I've done some for you. Um, you know, just a family business, right? So it's just me and my wife and my brother-in-law who are running it. Um, really just about honesty, uh, straightforward, kind of like what Steve taught me to be when it comes to real estate, just be direct and be honest. So the price is a price. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to continuing to grow. We've got a lot of going on right now, but, uh, Absolutely. I'm, I'm available to everybody and would love to kind of continue uh, doing this as, as, as a passion project for me. I love the real estate. It's been um, super rewarding um, and uh, continues to kind of serve uh, a bigger purpose for me and keep me invigorated and pushing forward and looking for new opportunities. So, Well, I think the best thing about your your little pitch, and I don't know how you put it in one sentence, but like you're not the cheapest construction on the on the because you can get cheap. You can find cheap. Well, cheap uh, doesn't work, right? But you're you also know the styles, the finishes. This will work. This won't work. But you're you're good price. You're, uh, yeah, you're, I'm, you're not overpriced. Well, here's the thing: uh, the price is the price, right? Right. So I don't do cost plus loans or cost plus contracts. I'm not looking to to, to charge you twenty percent over what it cost cost me. It's this is what I think I can build it for. This is where I think I can make my margin. You know that this is what you're going to spend. You're not going to spend a dollar more. If it goes over, it's on me. And it's happened to me. I mean, we we started building Steve's during the lumber price increase. Uh, you know, it yeah, cost it me a- more than I thought. I never came back to Steve for another dollar. I would never do that. Uh, I've done that for, I don't know, three, four other people. It's worked out for me uh, where I've I've lost a little bit a couple of times. But like I said, I, I, I went through the construction process with two different contractors. Um, and it was a nightmare. And what I learned from that was... Um, I could do this better and I could do it better for people and I could just be honest about what I'm going to do and never, never vary from that. And so if I tell you the price is X, that's the price I'm going to charge you. And it's not going to, you don't have to worry about it being more than that. It just is what it is. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to own the risk. Cool. Throw Steve, the dice. Steve, you got anything to say about Rami? How much you love him? How much he's uh, done for you? I, I would like for Rami to plug his newest venture Rami is now a barbecue master, oh. and and I drove two hours, right. two hours to his restaurant, and it was freaking incredible. I can't believe how damn good it is. Well, thank you so much. I mean, my so got a lot of family. Uh, my brother, my younger brother, uh, Tim Fote, and uh, my first cousins. Um, so we have some apartments in West Columbia, Texas, and uh, which is a little bit south of Houston. Uh, they were a lot we, south of Houston. <laughs> Holy <laughs> night! An hour. I'm in South Houston. It took a damn hour to get to the restaurant. Um, so they, we used to go to this place. Was a barbecue restaurant for many years. Um, thought it was good. Whatever. We visited one day. The building was up for sale, um, and they were like, "We should totally buy this and do a barbecue restaurant." And so, um, how much did it cost you? The building cost me f- with all the equipment 
everything in it, 450,000 bucks. We put about um, 300 grand in it uh, to kind of bring it up to where it's at today. I think it's a beautiful place. Uh, Tony and Tim, they kind of designed it, did a wonderful job. It looks really, really good. It's very inviting. Got a new bar. It's one of the few places in town that have a bar. In the bar. <laughs> it's actually dry county so there's no liquor stores in the county right oh, so wow. yeah yeah that's smart yeah yeah <laughs> so um but they did an incredible job and we opened september 4th um been open for a few months uh it's been really really good republic barbecue west columbia texas come check it out uh ask for tim or tony they're there all the time or if you want steve to come i'll come down there with steve we did had food he brought food home for like a week but um yeah, I'm very, very blessed. It's been going really, really well. These guys are are loving it. They're um, the town loves it. I'm I'm excited to kind of uh, see where it goes from here. So maybe maybe some franchise. Hey, by there. the way, um, six or so episodes ago mm-hmm. on this podcast, I had Becky and John Lawrence from Nashville, mm-hmm. and she's a realtor, crushes it in Nashville. Okay, and her business strategy mm-hmm. is buying businesses. Ooh, I like, yeah, I feel, okay, hold and, on. And wait, wait, so get ready for this. I'm going to tell you this real quick. The, you know the average real estate investment return is per year? 10%. Yeah, it's, I think it's eight or nine or something like That's that. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what the average business return is, buying businesses? I can tell you. It's probably 25%. 50%. No, really? Yes. Okay, so this is a this is a super strategy. So this is why she's doing it, and they're, they're, doing, they're crushing it. They're doing great. So are they buying the same businesses or no, just different dude, ones? You know what they're doing? This is what they're doing, and it's smart. It's like the, it's your deal. Mm-hmm. It's basically going to, uh, let's say, a roofing company. Mm-hmm. They've done a great job, but the, they've, been, they've been out there for 40 years, and he's tired, and he doesn't want to do it anymore. And he just he's like, who am I going to give this to? My son doesn't want to do it. He's in accounting or whatever. And then someone comes along and is like, and what they're doing is owner financing. So they're like, hey, we're going to buy it for X amount of dollars. And you're going to finance it's genius the down payment to, you know, we're going to put a down payment. You're going to finance the rest till we pay you off. Mm-hmm. So he's getting a check every year right. until they pay it off. This is his retirement. But then they're coming in with the young energy, the marketing that they, they're not even marketing. Most of these businesses are buying, they don't even market at all. They come in and then they just quadruple the sales yeah. in a year and basically buy them. And then they, I mean. So, so, so they buy all service businesses? It's it's mainly like that stuff now. Now that when they started, they were doing main. They, I think they've got five or six, seven now. I can't remember how many it was. But when they started, it was mainly between one to five million. Was they buying for now? Their minimum is ten because of just it does take some work. So obviously. this is what I would do. Okay, if I had the time, right? Sure. I would buy the same business over and over again and just do like a roll up strategy. Sure. Okay. So talk about roofing company. You buy a roofing company in a local roofing company. Maybe it does eight hundred thousand dollars in sales a year. Uh, I would buy one of those. I'd buy another one of those. I'd buy another one of those. I'd brand them all. I'd do this roll-up strategy into one bigger company, and then I go find private equity and have them come and buy this from me. Hundred percent. And yep. go. Yep. I, I think that I think that's what they're thinking too, because he's like because he's really the CEO of all these businesses. Right. So he, I think his long-term game is probably build it up. Take it here, market it because like we come in, we know how to market. Like, right. We'll come in and market it well, build it up to a new valuation, and then sell it off. Right, hundred percent. I think it's great. I mean, the only difference I would do is just stick with the same industry, right? So that you're not split across too many things. So yeah, yeah. And that's and it is a hard part. But what he's what they found out is that the people that are working in the business, they knew enough about the business to help it grow. Right. 
it was it really came down to a marketing yeah. and refining the systems and sure. the processes and all that stuff. Well, if you're going to any business 40 years, something's working. Yes. Right. Right. It just needs a little crank, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. But, but the people they're getting, and here's here's where you find them. And it's on, I mean, he shared this. It's Craig. It's go to the CPAs and you go to them and you go, hey, who who's just like ready to get out of their business? Wow. And then you Isn't talk that amazing? and you talk to them and you find that out and then you call them and go, hey, hey. So if I want a car wash business, I just go to the CPA and be like, who has a car wash that doesn't want to do anymore? Correct. I love that idea. All right. That's enough. We're, we might have reached, oh my gosh, look, we're at 59 minutes and 35 How'd seconds. You know? It's right here. It's counting down. No, but you, you stopped you stopped it great. I did. There we go. Hey, thank you, uh, Rami, for coming. Appreciate you having me. Thanks, Steve. It's been fun, As Steve. always. Ryan, you guys are the greatest. I've, I've just been y'all's side piece today. No, Happy no, to stop. Be here. stop. You bring, got the microphone in bring, front of you right bring, now. Bring me that third mic, right? <laughs> and, and cigars. Right? Yes, so my, my next purchase will be a third mic. I'm sorry. And, and cigars. And a ventilation system. Yes. For your cigar. Uh, thank you all again, Steve, as always. We'll see you all next time. Absolutely.